the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business and execute it to perfection. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. Once again, in the saddle with me today is Rich the Man Jekyll. How you doing, Rich? Hello, Christopher, your heart's desire. Check you out. And we got a big show lined up for you saddle? again today. I'm in What's the that? saddle? What's that? Yeah, you're, saddle? Yeah, today? you're okay. back in the saddle again. Right. Back in the saddle again. Yeehaw. Here you go. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, once again, welcome to the show. Thank you, folks, for listening out there and telling your family and friends about us as our audience is growing. We do very much appreciate you for helping us do that. And uh, we, uh, of course, uh, this show is all about the entrepreneurial experience, right, That it Rich? is. That it is. And it's not dead yet. You know? Not yet. And we come at it from all angles, if you will. And SCORE, once again, if you don't know by now, is a great organization that if you're an entrepreneur, it's waiting for you to help you. Right? Right. And it's a nationwide organization. You're looking at me like, okay, keep talking. Yeah, what's he going to come up with next? That's <laughs> it's a nationwide organization, stock full of great volunteers from all walks of the business world. And, of course, Rich is, uh, which Rich is one of them. Yeah, let's see what this says right here. What does it say? 12-year man? No, it says certified mentor. Certified. Yeah, oh. Certifiable is what C- they meant. Certified saying, maybe. Right. And, uh, as I said, it's a nationwide organization and volunteers all over the country waiting to help entrepreneur- entrepreneurs all over the country. Yeah, about 10,000 volunteers. And 10, how many, how many and 400 offices. 400 offices yeah, all got, over the country. We've got 21 in Florida. Just 20, I just found that out. Just 21? Just 21. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> we got a great business environment here in Central Florida because of SCORE and the National Entrepreneur Center, which is where uh, SCORE is located, which is located in the Fashion Square Mall between J.C. Penney's and Soon what is for now. Defunct. Yeah, for now. They might even already be in the uh, liquidation sale over there. I don't know. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah. The Sears at the Fashion Square. Anyway, it's real easy to find if you just park in the parking garage there. Look for the vines on the wall, which will lead you to economic growth for your business. Lead you to the beanstalk. Uh, that's right. Scores there with a lot of other great organizations, but because they are located, located in the Fashion Square Mall, you are welcome to just walk right in and visit them. Walk right in, sit right down That's for a little while. the Statler Brothers, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so, yeah, <laughs> good one. And uh, as I said, uh, they're there, uh, let's see, what, 9 to 4, Monday through Friday. You can just go in the office there. Actually, 9 to 4.30. 9 to 4.30, oh, extending the hours. You got it, man. And, and, but if, you, if you're 
I mean, that's just if you want to just go in and kind of look around and maybe introduce yourself and set up an appointment for a more formal meeting, you're welcome to do that. Or you can call them to set up that appointment at 407-420-4844, where an actual human being will answer the phone, right? No kidding. We still got them. (laughs) (laughs) And you man the phone sometimes, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. And 407-420-4844. And, of course, uh, their website is scoreorlando.org, and it's called scoreorlando.org because it's a nationwide organization. And, there and it's is, in Orlando. And it's in Orlando. Right. And the national yeah. organization, if you will, has its own website, which is simply score.org. And they're not redundant. You don't find the same thing on each website. Somebody asked me one day, why do you keep giving two websites out? Because there's different stuff on each website. That's right. Uh, score.org is more business template oriented and that type of stuff. And Score Orlando is what's happening here in the hood. Right. You'll find these shows archived there, for instance. Correct. Yep. You will find the schedule of events coming up, and there's always something going on uh, by SCORE at the Entrepreneur Center. Seminars galore on all sorts of business topics. And, of course, the introductory seminar, which is offered twice a month for free, which is you, your business idea, and what SCORE can do for you. And they also have uh, the Breakfast Series, which is a very yeah, popular series really right now. which is really going strong right now. That's right. All this you can find at scoreorlando.org, and that's where you can also register for these events. And they do like you to register because they give stuff out in the way of information and that sort of thing, and they want to make sure they have enough for everyone. So please register, and you can do that at scoreorlando.org. And speaking of communications... Yeah, we got a couple of experts. left the door open. Yeah, yeah. got a couple of experts in that. We got a volunteer that's uh, been on the show before, a score volunteer. I run into this fella all over the place, and you never know where he's going to pop up next. But uh, David Highland's back with us today. David, good to see you again. Good to see you, Chris. Uh, It was nice seeing you the other day when you were on a panel with a bunch of uh, real celebrity guys. So you're you've you've made it into the big leads now. Uh, Oh man, I'm I'm getting there. Can I get your autograph, sir? Uh, No, please, (laughs) (laughs) not you. Uh, Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. It was. an event uh, sponsored by uh, AMAC and Reagan.com and, of course, the Salem Media Group, which owns these great stations right here. And these, guess what? I met are, Bill oh, Files for the very first time. Yeah, he, and he's the station manager here. Great yes. guy, isn't he? He is a great guy. Yeah, and he's very knowledgeable and helpful uh, when it comes to the radio business. And uh, being that he's the station manager here, if you'd like to talk to him about uh, perhaps having your own show like this one, if you're a real estate agent out there or a lawyer, you've heard him on the other stations, the reason they're there and for so long. I mean, some of these guys have been doing this on Saturday or Sunday morning since the you know the sun <laughs> was developed. I mean, uh, they've no been there a long time, yeah, and it's because it works. Okay. It pays off. And Bill Files is the man to talk to. Four zero seven six one eight seventeen sixty. We'll talk more about that later on. But yeah, it was a it was an honor and a distinction to be on the stage. Uh, Salem and these other organizations were sponsoring an event called Decision Two Thousand Sixteen: America in the Balance. And it's a roundtable discussion, basically, that they are taking around the country. And the uh, the main panelists uh, that show up at each city are Hugh Hewitt, uh, who's a syndicated morning host here uh, around the country, I should say. He was the moderator. You had Mike Gallagher, another syndicated radio host, and uh, Dennis Prager, 
all national uh, Salem Media syndicated radio hosts, all been in. I mean, between the three of them, there was probably close to 100 years of radio on air experience right yeah, there. Yeah, John in, in, in the news talk business. Yep. All right. And that should tell you a little something, too, about why news talk can be effective for you. It doesn't stick around for 30 years in any kind of this form of communication or the media unless it works. And that means people listen to it. And I was on stage with them and had the pleasure and uh, privilege and honor, privilege, I should say, privilege and honor to be on the stage with them and the the great actor and great, uh, great conservative uh, John Voigt. And uh, no, he didn't bite my arm. He got into a little bit of a row with him about his age, right? That yeah, was a little bit. Funny, yeah. yeah, I made a joke about his age. And he took the opportunity to, to really, you know, kind of show his skills. And, and the, the audience loved it. And uh, and Sheriff David Clark, uh, Milwaukee County Sheriff. Very impressive so, fellow, I must say. Yes, indeed. And uh, it was, as I said, it was an honor and privilege to be up there with them. And uh, we had a lot of fun that day. And... Uh, you notice David only shows up where there's free food or free drink. <laughs> he does a magnificent job wherever he does show He's up. He's unbelievable. Man. He'll have three or four gigs a day, whatever's free out there. Yeah, I had to pick which lunch I was going to go to today because I had a couple of different options. And, yeah. and after the show, I've got a couple of different receptions to go to. So I've got to pick out which one. Maybe of course, out. free, right? It's, it's well, nice yeah. to be in high demand, isn't oh, it? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, these are all business things, I mean, that are sponsored by local businesses. You a, say they're business things. Things. All they are is food and drink to you. Well, no, all they are is food and drink to you. <laughs> no, just drink to me. There's good information there. That's why every business person in this area or all over the country should get involved in their community, not only for the meetups and things for the free drink, but there's a lot of different business conferences, a lot of different uh, business meetups in which uh, networking is the name of the game there and where you can meet interesting people. And it's all about communication. Yes, and that's how I met our guest today was several years ago at Enterprise Connect, which is a, uh, a conference that's held here in Orlando every year, and it's about the communications, unified communications industry. All right. Um, and and it was, it's a very good uh, – every year, uh, I think it's the end of March 2017 is the next one. Okay. And that guest is Ray Pasquale, and he has an office or a business called United Office. Ray, welcome to the show today. Thanks. Good to be here. Actually, it's Unified Office. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. It's, like, I... it's a common uh, common thing that happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, my dyslexia kicked in there That's momentarily. Right. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you being on the show today. I see here that you're not from the Orlando area. At least it's not on the card. It's got Port Portsmouth. New Hampshire? Yeah, that's probably an old card. We're actually in Nashua, New Hampshire, which is still not Orlando. Okay. Uh, but I, I, my family lives in Florida. Uh, I see. Between Claremont, Eustace, uh, Davenport. I'm the only one that stayed up north for whatever reason. And uh, okay. I recently lost my mom. Okay. I see. Well, this I is my, my second home is here. Our condolences. Uh, Thanks. Uh, just have another couple minutes in this segment, so I don't want to get too deep into it. And, and we'll mm-hmm. work around back to it, of course. But uh, is this a national organization? Is that why you're, you find yourself down in Florida on business? Yeah, I'm down here... Um, Basically, I had a business meeting in Tampa yesterday. We have uh, customers in uh, Tampa and St. Pete, a, a big restaurant chain that just started with us recently called The Melting Pot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a, I think they have about 115 to 120 units across the country. Uh, and we started with them in Sacramento. And we uh, recently, I think it was last week, opened up their uh, corporate headquarters in, in Tampa slash St. Pete. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. Like I say, I want to, I want to really get, 
into exactly what you do. But first of all, uh, I see that you're the CEO and founder. That's me. Is this your first business? No. I've done uh, several startups, uh, Three, the last three being reasonably successful, having gone public. Okay. Uh, Have you been a, an entrepreneur all your life? No, I, I actually worked in a big company for about 18 years called Digital Equipment Corporation. Oh, my and what God. did they do? DEC. Uh, DEC. Big yes. mini computer oh, you know company. who they are? Oh, yeah. Well, the, Digital, uh, Ken Olson, the founder uh, out of MIT, basically in, invented interactive computing. Before you could, before the keyboard, you had to punch punch these cards. cards. Oh, oh I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Punch and cards. so Ken's uh, claim to fame was interactive computing, and he built the largest in the world that we end up at our height of about 157,000 people. Yeah. And, of course, the PC came and basically wiped out that whole industry. Right. Yeah. The, the, techni- so. the technology advanced to the point where <laughs> right. you guys uh, outgrew yourselves, so to speak. He was a big competitor of IBM. Is that right? I yeah, see. It was, an in, it was actually nicknamed an intrapreneur when I was in the company. Uh, I was always doing innovative things. I could, I was always breaking eggs. Uh, Is that right? You were, the, me, you were the odd guy that they the would come guy. to <laughs> with the odd jobs and you would right. get them done for exactly. them, right? Exactly. So, yep. Uh, exactly right. And I meant that in a positive sense, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, we got to take a break. So uh, we'll pick it up from there when we come back. Once again, Ray Pasquale. United Office, and we'll get him to describe exactly what that is, but uh, he's got a website called unitedoffice.com. That's where you can visit him. So uh, he, David Hyland, Rich, and myself, what's that, Rich? I'm I'm figuring that sometime during the show we're going to figure out what David Hyland does in general anyway. (laughs) And by the way, it's Unified Office. Did I say United Office again? I'm sorry. Unified <laughs> Office. Now I see what he does. Unified. Unified Office. All right. We'll get it right when I get back. All right. All right. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Don't go away. Unified. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And what that means, winning combination, is combination of ideas and people, as in the people at SCORE. You know, I always wondered what you meant by winning combination there. Now you broke the code for me. Thank you. That's right. Okay, and that's Rich Jekyll. I'm Christopher Hart, and in the studio with us today is David Hyland. Rich and David are volunteers at SCORE. You might run into them over there. You might run into them somewhere around town. Who knows? Right. Any free event, you'll see David. <laughs> yeah, that's and uh, you'll see Rich uh, at happy hour at many different locations. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And in the uh, studio with us today also, once again, is Ray Pasquale, CEO and founder of Unified Office. And you can find them at unifiedoffice.com. And, Ray, we were talking before the break how you worked at uh, the, the well, for the, the, the fellow, you said he was MIT, who came up with the interactive, being able to interact Deck. with the computer. Deck. Digital yeah. Equipment Corporation. Digital yep. Equipment Corporation. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, real quick, what was the the if you will, the obstacle that had to be overcome. I mean, because from, from going from punch cards, you know, which you punched into a keyboard and it mm-hmm. punched out the cards, to actually just punching in a keyboard and going straight to a computer, what what was the link, the missing link there? The so interface. Yeah. The interface wasn't there. The keyboard itself didn't exist. 
In other words, a keyboard capable of communicating with a computer. Exactly right. And that's what yeah. that's Ken's real claim to fame was that, plus obviously many other things. Inventing uh, the mini computer was the other one, right? Yep. So yep. Not too shabby, yeah. huh? Is he yeah. still around? Uh, no, Ken passed away several years ago, unfortunately. I think he had Alzheimer's. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yep. So, and so that's where you got your feet wet. Yeah, I learned an awful lot at digital uh, in those days. You know, the you know we weren't colleges weren't churning out all these uh, no computer architects and stuff, and you had to sort of you know, every every digital facility had a learning laboratory uh, and staffed with one or two people, and you'd go in there and you'd teach yourself assembly language programming, elementary and circuit Fortran. design, yeah, Fortran, Fortran and loops, and assembly, all, yeah. oh yeah, all that sort of thing, and it was it was great to. Great company to work for. I, and I started there driving a fork truck. You tried, started driving a, a... A fork truck. I was working in shipping and receiving. And, and Digital was one of those companies okay. that, you know, and, uh, and I was a musician. Okay. Uh, and I, uh, I had to get into the company somehow. And they said, well, to teach, teach you how to drive a fork truck, we'll let you in. Okay. So that's how I got in. And when I got in there, I, uh, my mom asked me one day, she said, Ray, uh, what do you put in those trucks anyway? I said, Mom, I put these computer things on there. She goes, you know how they work? And I said, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, but I'm going to learn. And so I took advantage of these training centers. They were the loneliest people, by the way, in these deck facilities. And they were just so happy to have somebody like me come in and say, just teach me, how do I learn about these things? And, and that's Back how then it, it was started. so new, nobody even was interested to find out. Well, it was a lot of interested people, but you're it right, was, it, it was very new. Uh, experimental, most of it. Sure. Yeah. And this, by the way, testing. this wasn't all that long ago when I say back then. <laughs> no, right? it's, it's, that, that, there's a lesson here for all of us, right? And that is... You saw an entire industry just get wiped out, right? And and that's it. Kind of sort of plays into my background at starting companies like Unified Office. I uh, said industry, entire industries get disrupted, and when they do, uh, unfortunately for digital, it couldn't um, cross the chasm, as they say. They get, you know, yeah. to build a company to live on PC revenues uh, would have had to have taken deck from one hundred and fifty seven thousand people down to about nine or ten thousand people, and that was just. Wow. Uh, Too much of a culture shock. Correct. I mean, right. Prime right. Computer, Wang Computer, it was a bunch of them. They all went out. So. Oh, yeah. Names I remember not hearing yeah. for a long well, time. There you go. Yeah. And so you transitioned from that into business for yourself? No, I didn't. I, I went to a startup company called Cascade Communications. It was a high roller. Uh, they basically invented high-speed Internet communications switches uh, that go into these things called data centers, uh, places right. that you and I don't get a chance to go in unless you... Science, yeah. security. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, I really uh, became a sponge. Uh, that was the most entrepreneurial company I ever worked for. Uh, in fact, the uh, CEO, and I believe he was the co-founder, and he'll correct me once I see him, I'm sure, but uh, Dan Smith is one of my best friends and a mentor to me. And uh, he started uh, Sycamore Networks after that uh, and is now one of my primary investors and my chairman, uh, my board chair. And so Dan and I go way back together, but... Uh, it was Cascade. It was a small company uh, back in the early days of the Internet build-out. Uh, and we were taking on the likes of the giants like Cisco Systems and Nortel Networks. You know, oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. and you really learned how do you compete against these giant companies when you use a small company of a couple hundred people. So that's um, very valuable information for you that you end up using it, later on. You, and I'll tell you, the lessons aren't so obvious at, at some point. Look, it, at the end of the day, it's all about constancy of purpose. Right, it's easy to quit. My mom used to say, "Winners never quit, and quitters never win." Raymond Canton never did nothing. If at first you don't succeed, you just got to keep trying. And so, and that's truly the case. We had good technology, but we weren't the only ones that had great technology. Yep. Uh, you just have to outfight, out innovate, outthink your competitors all the time.
That's the same holds true today. What's going to make me buy from you, particularly? Well, what are you doing to help the world get better? I mean, you just can't offer. A, you know, Steve Jobs put it best, and David's probably heard this from me several times. And that uh, if you get a chance, I'd, I'd I'd like you all to watch it sometime. And, and it was uh, on the internet. You can Google it. Uh, his Think Different campaign when he came back to Apple the second time. Uh, and he said, look, you know, at the end of the day, the world doesn't care about MIPS and megahertz and speeds and feeds. What the world cares about is, you know, what are you about as a company? What do you offer the world? How do you change the world? How do you make my life, my life different? All right. Uh, he talks about Nike. He says, look, they make a commodity. And yet when you think of Nike, you don't think of how their air soles are better than Reeboks and so on. And so you watch that. It connects. And I would say that it's scored in particular when you're mentoring uh, young entrepreneurs, that's what you got to think about. It isn't about caffeinated popcorn. I mean, yeah, we could we could find a market for that. Um, but you really have to think through sort of, you know, with Unified Office, that's, you know, after Cascade got bought by Lucent for $24 billion, it was actually an acquisition before that by Ascend Communications. I went to a company called Sonus Networks, I believe in 1999. Sonus, yeah. Yeah, that's a public company. It still, still employs, yep. a, you know, a thousand people. I'm, I'm very happy that I helped play a key role in building that company. Uh, that's, by the way, when you run a file of the government, uh, when you see the overregulation of our federal government, when, what it can do to put companies nearly out of business. Right. I.e. Right. Sarbanes-Oxley. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, it was the same culture. Uh, my friend became the CEO, brought me over to just do what we did at Cascade. Let's just go right. take the big guys on and disrupt the market. So you uh, you developed a, a certain amount of, uh, how should I say, Boldness, yes, uh, and, <laughs> and craziness. So, well, you, Brazen is you, right. Well, there's, you know, there's, as they say, what is it? Thin line between genius and insanity, or yeah, something like right. that. So you, uh, so you eventually started a business of your own. What was the first one you started? I believe you said you started several before well, no, Unified Office. I was office. part of the early stage at Sonus. I didn't start that company, but Hassan and I went in uh, after it was several months, probably several months uh, into it. Early on. Yeah, yeah we were very early. Uh, this is when I really, truly first started from scratch. I see. Uh, which is unified, unified Office. So Okay. Um, but you, know, you learn an awful lot at, at all these companies. Well, okay. You brought us into Unified Office. Yeah. What is Unified Office? So we're a new type of communications provider. If you think about if a Verizon were to invent itself today out of nothing, would it invent a, a phone network made of copper and old-fashioned phones to your house like 35, 40 years ago? No, it wouldn't. We all communicate differently. You know, you have to just walk into a Starbucks or, or any of these places and you look at how people communicate today. They don't use things that look like telephones anymore. I looked at what Steve Jobs did with the computer market and with the iPod market and so on, and, and obviously the, uh, the iPhone and the disruption that he caused. And I said, if he were alive today, what market would he choose? What's out there that's left that's legacy? And I looked at telephony. No real disruptions happened in the world of telephony communications in 30-some-odd years. Let me hold you right there. What do you mean by telephony? Telephone, voice over IP, that thing right there where you pick it up off the cradle and say hello and goodbye. Okay. Uh, You know, there was a few waves of disruption early on from the old-fashioned rotary phone at your house. Then it became a push-button phone. Uh, and then, of course, the early days of satellite phones, and then the mobile phone industry developed. Uh, and then along came uh, the reality that the phone uh, companies couldn't make much more money because phone bills were approaching uh, flat rate. In other words, mm. prices are going down. Right. 
uh, the internet was starting to get built out, and these phone companies couldn't afford to run two networks anymore. So then you saw voice over IP, which is taking your hello, goodbye, and instead of using the old-fashioned telephone network, we put it on your internet network. Uh, that was um, probably the third wave, of the really the big third wave of disruption after the, uh, the push-button phones and something called a PBX occurred, which is the decentralization of, of telephony from centralized brick buildings to your offices. Mm-hmm. And uh, you use the word disruption, but what you mean by that is, in essence, big changes in the industry that, it, that had ripple effects that could destroy companies or build companies. Correct. And, and, and then when the voice over IP first happened, the disruption was really about price. Uh, old-fashioned phone systems that you would have had to have purchased back in the 80s would have cost you in the order of a quarter of a million dollars for an office of 40, 50 people. Uh, and so, as they say, that dog don't hunt no more. Here it is in the mid-90s, and, and that's not going to work. And so voice over IP came in at a fraction of the cost, uh, and so it, it forced people to try to make use of it. The problem was it wasn't good enough, it wasn't reliable enough, and, it, and, and, and the quality just wasn't there. And so it... While it was cheap, uh, cheaper than the old-fashioned phone system, it wasn't good enough to really take hold in a really, really significant way. And that, that, by the way, that was true for the next wave, which everybody calls cloud, cloud voice over IP, which was even more price disruption than voice over IP. What and is the, first, the difference if for some people who don't understand what cloud is? What is all it is is you take that, that box that used to be in your office and you shove it in a, a data center in Orlando, and you just you sell... Uh, plastic telephones all over the United States and you backhaul them all the way to Orlando for that thing to call process, right? you know, to process calls rather than put one in each and every business. So basically, again, economics, it wasn't really about right, you know, was, making a was, difference for you and I it was always price cheap. Right. It was right? a, a technical uh, technological advance that made the system much more efficient in essence. It was cheap. Okay. Yeah. It right. was cheap. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, once again, we're talk, uh, talking with Ray Pasquale, of Unified Office, and once again, you can find him at unifiedoffice.com. And when we come back, uh, we'll uh, continue the discussion and how he uh, takes the principles that we're talking about, how he took them, made a business out of them, and how the principles that he's using might be able to benefit you in some fashion, because that's what we're here for, right? All right, once again, Ray Pasquale. Unified Office, unifiedoffice.com. And don't forget to like us at Score Orlando on Facebook. Like, right, Rich? That's right. My old telephone had a crank on it. <laughs> well, you know, my mom, her one of her first jobs was as a telephone operator. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, I'm not kidding. Bessie. Her name, no. My mom's name is Sarah. And literally, her one of her first jobs was as a telephone operator. When you would call Pull up, you, you would say, "Sarah, hook yep. me up with Andy Taylor at the sheriff's office or whatever." Right? <laughs> I mean, I am not kidding you. And uh, but anyway, uh, we come, come a up, long way, haven't we? Yes, sir. All right. And in the meantime, we have gone a long way in this segment of the show because we got to take a break. But we'll be right back with more of what's the score.
Okay, we're back with more of What's the Score? We got a full house here today, folks. Yeah, man, you left the door open again. Highland got in. <laughs> David Highland of Score. Good Rich to be Jim. here. Good to be here. I always enjoy being here with the Rich. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Otherwise, you might punch him in the nose. And uh, Rich Jekyll is here as well. I am Christopher Hart, and our guest today is Ray Pasquale. And he has started a business called Unified Office. And this man has been right in the middle of the tremendous advance, advances in the communications industry. Uh, yeah, plus know. the entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, the I mean, you, you, the, yeah. the advances in that industry rival, I guess, any advances in any industry in any human endeavor yep. in human history. Would you agree? I, I think so. I mean, it certainly seems that way to me, although I haven't been alive long enough to tell you exactly. Uh, I think the space race was pretty innovative, right? Uh, well, the true. Yeah, absolutely. Putting a man on the moon. Yeah, that that came was, up uh, with yeah, but tank. communications sure. had a lot to do with that, right? No, you're right. No, you're yeah. exactly so, right. I mean, the world, the creation of the Internet itself was a, a big, big, big deal. Yeah, yeah. And that has ushered in this new age of, this, this new age of just rapid pace and, Technology changes faster now than ever, ever before. It's too fast for me. And one of the things that I don't think we give enough attention to or think enough about is that what we have done is made it easy for any human being almost at any age now to interface with a machine and make themselves entertained or smarter or dumber or whatever. I mean, but the, the point being... Is it's you get things now from a machine that never? I mean, this this is just totally unusual in human history, right? Would you agree? No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah absolutely All right. right. And unified yeah. office. Now, I I take it you took this these uh, the the latest disruptions you call it in technology, where we now are using the cloud, and you've you're using that in your business. Well, it's sort of. I, I saw this how the transition. I, I saw these these waves of disruption while I was at Sonus. We Sonus didn't build stuff that we would put in this building. We built stuff that would go into those data centers inside the carriers. And what that stuff did is it took a voice over the internet phone call and converted it to something that could be got, put over the old fashioned network and vice versa. Okay. So it was just a black box in the network and. Uh, so we anticipated a heavy wave of adoption in small in business across the country for VoIP. It really never really happened, not to the extent that we thought it would. And again, those reasons I kind of discussed earlier is right. it, it just didn't have the quality built in. It lacked the dependability and reliability. And you, as a real business, can't run a business. I don't care if it's free. You can't run a business off of that. So nothing really changed. And when I when I was when I left Sonus and I was kicking around for a couple of years trying to figure out what to do next, I visited uh, small businesses and I basically interviewed them to see how they communicate, what their problems were. And I noticed that most of them were still stuck with, they were using cell phones. They weren't using that thing on the desk anymore. So I saw an entire market that needed some form of transformation and the real time culture that we live in today. Whether that's you and I ordering something from our iPhones off of Amazon in 3.5 seconds, ordering an Uber taxi at, to go to the Gaylord Palms like I did uh, at Last Enterprise Connect. Uh, he didn't get back to me for 20 seconds, and I was ready to hit the Lyft uh, taxi bus. <laughs> is that so, right? yeah. so even I'm, a, you know, uh, and business acts that way. Business to business is also real-time done. Why? Because we can do it. I wanted to build a company to help businesses across the country cope with this real-time culture. What does because it? What does it do? I mean, if I'm a client of yours, what would I get? Well, from we're, you? we build 
a telephony system, a phone system. We replace that thing with something that could look just like that. We, in short, make voice over IP work as reliable as the old-fashioned phone system. You had to do that first. That wasn't all. That's not where I stopped. Right, right, you know, right. But that's where you had that to start. First, right, because you were going to be compared with that. Well, yeah, you, you got to. You, you had to do without. You had to be at least as good as what was already being offered. So, in, in, in two thousand, and David and I talked about it earlier. There were these things called MP3 players that you and I could buy at Radio Shack for twenty dollars. Right. right. But you bring it home, and your kids would hate you because they didn't know how to get music on the damn thing. So, so what did you do? So, Steve Jobs says, "I'm going to go. I'm going to go fix that market, and I'm going to come out with a hundred and fifty dollar entry level version of that MP3 player. And by the way, I'm going to make it easy for you." to download music at 99 cents a song, and so on. And you're going to be happy. And yeah. it, it took a while, but that's exactly what he did. And so I look at this market, this is what we were doing, what I'm doing, or our company's doing, to the voice communications industry. We're just turning it upside down on its head. We're making it work. You don't have to use a phone that looks like that. You can use your tablet, your smartphone. You can be anywhere in the world to use our service. And we are a hybrid service. That means we have a premise device, a little box that it isn't much bigger than a small Wi-Fi router you'd get at Staples. And by the way, that thing will run an office of about 100 people. Uh, and then we have a cloud <laughs> uh, layer. We rent uh, servers across the country in different geographically diverse locations. Yeah, We run our patented software out there that communicates with our software in, the, in your building here. And together they conspire to make intelligent decisions that allow them to use different paths in the Internet. Because a lot of bad internet between here and, let's say, Seattle. Right. So you're, in essence, now bringing a tremendous cost savings to your client. That's a side effect. It's not a primary. It's not the reason we built the company. We're here to deliver value and really change the way that you communicate. Uh, and in the process of doing that, we've built a series of what we call visual analytics tools. And one example is uh, Domino's Pizza. Uh, that is really their largest, their uh, Tier 1 owner-operators, and when I say Tier 1, uh, their Tier 1 owner-operators generally own about 75 or more of these Domino stores, right? Um, and imagine a store that has five telephones, uh, old-fashioned telephones or old-fashioned voice over IP lines going into it. What happens when the sixth or seventh person calls at the same time? Right. They get the busy signal. You either get a busy signal or you get put on hold. Right. And, you know, and, and then if they get to take you off hold or if it's you call again and it's busy, you're going to go to the next one. So we developed a system that runs over your internet. We replace your phones with our phones. We don't make phones, but you know you buy. Right. Sure, we source them, right. um, and we put them in these restaurants. And all of a sudden, their business is you know their revenue is up twenty five to. In one case, uh, I found out last week after visiting a customer in Hampshire, twenty two to thirty one percent increase in revenues, simply due to unified due to office. that phone system. Due to our communication system combined, combined with our visual analytics, it runs in a 46-inch screen, large television in the back of the restaurant. Which restaurant is this again? Uh, Domino's. Domino's uh, Pizzas. Well, all we, over the country? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, we don't have them all yet, but we will. Yeah. We'll okay. Get all right. But, uh, but so if you're getting so, that kind of uh, revenue increase, so, I'm sure you'll get a lot more. So you're making it more efficient not only for the, the business to communicate within the business, but also, obviously... The more important thing is they're more efficient in communicating with the clientele. Clients. They're more efficient and they're more productive and they, it allows them, our system will, it takes a lot of responsibility off their shoulders to hurry up, get to that phone, to answer that call within 10 seconds because you and I won't wait. Right. 
We do a lot of that behind the scenes for them with our software, if you will. Okay. And obviously this technology could be applied to any business, it would seem. It, it, and that's where we have For gone. the most part, I mean. We, we, have, we have hedge funds. We've got pharmaceutical marketing companies, property management firms. Uh, we have a famous jewelry designer in New York uh, who has her own show on the Home Shopping Channel. Yeah. Uh, mm. She's deployed our stuff. Uh, we've got, uh, we have some very interesting customers across the country. The USS Constitution, America's Ship Estate, and Boston, technically Charleston. Charlestown is a customer. Everybody that uses Unified Office gets something a little different from us. It's a very flexible company. You can customize it to whatever the business Well, that's uh, needs exactly are. right. And, and not that we custom for every business, but if you look at a private property management company, chances are good that the issues they face are issues that other uh, property management firms face across the nation yeah, or across you, the world. You first customize to industry, and then you could even customize more to the particular business, I that's take it. Exactly right. And, and the feature sets that we support are never obsolete like they would be in the old days, right? Because we use stuff called open source, which it's open source is, you know, just what it says. It's open. You can basically add more onto it as you go along, as the need is there. It's freeware, and engineers all over the world compete to put their features onto this stuff. And it still takes a feat of engineering to make this stuff work. It's kind of like apps, isn't it? In yeah, the phone? I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the apps, the cream floats to the, you well, know, the top. Right? It, it, it sounds like... I mean, you mentioned dominoes and you mentioned hedge funds and things like that. Do you work with, you mentioned a diamond dealer. Did you, a jeweler, what was it, the one? Uh, Home uh, Shopping Network? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, the jewelry yeah. designer. Sure. Oh, all right. Uh, do you personally, or does this unified office work with small businesses like a restaurant here in town? Absolutely. We, we fo- I focused, I looked at the market, the entire market throughout the United States for telephony. broke it down into several pieces, and then I took the, the SMB, the small to medium-sized business that uh, is defined by the government, the SBA, is 1 to 499 employees. That market was severely underserved. I then took a swath of that market, which is the 10 to 100-person company. That's 55% of the market, and it's really underserved. A lot of companies don't want to go down there and deliver anything of value, and they're all fighting the wind Boeing aircraft or, you know, up top. And then the 10 and under, you know, are served by a whole bunch of these cats and dogs, I call them, that... Kind of works, kind of doesn't work. Like uh, I, I don't want to mention any names, but uh, you know, ten right. cents a month, right? I, I yeah, mom idea. and pop. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah, sure, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's ninety nine percent of the market here in Florida is uh, ninety nine employees or less of the, the SMB. Right, Florida yeah, is so huge. Florida SMB. is a big SMB. So if there's yeah. a business out there between, I'm just saying, if there's uh, somebody out there listening right now between ten and a hundred employees. Uh, you're right up there, alley, right? We are, but we've also got customers bigger than that. We just... Uh, I, I'm just saying. You know, that, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great place for us to be because they typically don't have their own IT staff. Uh, now, do you, because you personally are out of New Hampshire. Do you have offices around the country, or how do you work that? We have a satellite office in San Diego, and then we, we have partners that are nationwide in scope. Uh, we work with a big company called Graybar. Uh, Graybar, oh, yeah. uh, by the way, invented the telephone. <laughs> Gray, not Graybar. Graybar is the conjunction of uh, uh, Gray and the, I forget what her name was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Barton or something like that. I, I should know right, this. Yes. But, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, anyway, there was a race to create the phone, and, and I guess they created it. But that was, it was anyway, they were a $7 billion a year company, and they largely don't build stuff. They distribute stuff. And, and again, these are companies that are stuck in this transformational world trying to find new business models. And with Unified Office, we give them a path forward into, the, into the, this new world. Well, if I'm a 
listener out here listening to you and I'm thinking, well, maybe I want to do that. Maybe it's not for me. Do you give like consultations or anything like that? How do you, how does somebody begin yeah, to do business how do you with sell? you? Yeah. We, we generally go through channels. We'll find a phone dealer in Orlando. Channel partners? A channel partner, right? Okay. It could be a PBX person that was is still trying to sell those old archaic things in Orlando in the back of his truck. Right. Can't give them away no more. And then we go to after them and, and we say, look, we can change your life. Uh, unfortunately, not all of them will make that transition. They, they kind of hope that the old days are going to come back. Okay. They seldom do. do yeah, don't they? They. that's right. All right. Unifiedoffice.com. And if you'd like to call Ray, his phone number is 603-812-2042. That's 603-812-2042. But as he said, he has people all over the country. So if you're here located in this area, they can still do business with you. Unified Office. All right, we're going to take one more break for today's show. We'll be right back. And don't forget, you are listening to What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, I am Christopher Hart. In the studio with me today is Rich Jekyll. We also have... David Highland of SCORE, and today Ray Pasquale of Unified Office. And we've been talking about how he has been right in the middle of the transformation of the communications industry over the last few decades and how he has used that knowledge to start Unified Office. But then there's always the question of why did you, I mean, you had all these great jobs at these, you know, high-tech businesses. Why would you go into a business for yourself? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's another thing I want you to address, too, because you mentioned during the break, uh, we don't teach entrepreneurialism anymore. So how did you get the bug? I got the bug. I, you know, I realized after working at Digital that, you know, after 18 years or whatever it was, I only had $90,000 in my uh, pension. And I looked at my wife and said, boy, I don't know how the hell we're going to live on this money, you know, <laughs> at retirement. And everybody, anybody that I ever knew that made a dollar... Uh, or out these things called startup companies. And startups are something you just can't join. You have to be invited because it takes a special person. Yep. You, you, you cannot feel, you can feel fear, but you can't let it dictate your life, right? Sure. You have to power through it. Um, and so, you know, I largely did it initially. It was, I, I'm a transformative person. I don't like big companies where I don't know if I'm making a difference in the world or not. And by the way, you can't make a whole lot of money doing that i mean in the old days maybe you could uh, get, get enough money at ge after 30 years and get a pension those days are gone uh and so i went and decided and you know that got inculcated into me in those days when i left so what <laughs> they got stuffed in get, out, get out your pocket dictionary <laughs> that's a big word um sorry rich <laughs> try to keep the uh syllables all right down. i'll do three yeah. of the most no, rich no, yeah, don't worry about Rich. He'll ki- he'll he'll catch up. <laughs> I know what it means. Go ahead. So so you know, I just wanted to change the world again, and I, like I said earlier, right? I looked at this market has never you know really hasn't been changed in many many years, and uh, you know to do this is uh, in the old days what you would do is you'd create a, a PowerPoint deck, you'd run around and talk to all these venture capitalists and say I'm a smart guy, I look just like Mark Zuckerberg, give me uh, ten fifteen million dollars, and I'll build what I, what I'm what I've drawn on this PowerPoint deck. Well, those, those days are largely gone. And so to build a company today requires a whole lot of guts, courage. Of course, you've got to be, you got to have an, you have to have an idea that's, that works. Sure. Uh, that solves a real problem in the world, but uh, you've got to fund it yourself. Or you got to find some wealthy friends or just friends and say, Hey guys, do you believe in me enough? 
I want to build this thing. So what I did was I took my own money and I started off in a sort of a center like at the Fashion Square Mall. I started a place up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire uh, with a, a friend of mine. Uh, he found office space, and I got in there, and he gave me the kernel of an idea, and I kind of bent, twisted, and mutilated it and did all kinds of things to it. And over time, uh, I came up with the concept of unified office. And then there were a whole lot of people dislocated uh, from this economy. A lot of tech workers uh, over the age of 40 had been laid off, looking for work to do, yep. not a lot of jobs. And I said, why don't you come up here with me and help create your future? And so that's how we started. They didn't get paid a nickel. They lived off their credit cards. Uh, in a few cases, they ran it in 401ks right to the bone, but they were going to do that anyway, right? And so this company was built by people that this economy has Skin basically in the game, got rid of, uh, yeah. for lack of a better description. And so, well, and that kind of gets back to the other question because you're more or less backed into it, or at least a lot of the people who work with you, but we don't teach entrepreneurialism. I mean, you, you guys were kind of pushed that way you didn't go that way because you had been taught how to be entrepreneurs and you got tired of the corporate world and you ventured off that way am i reading this wrong well no look in those days uh you had to get entrepreneurially bent because the mini computer industry went out of business or you weren't going to survive that's right you you, that was a forcing function back then right today or change your industry and go somewhere else that's that's right and then we had all this you know all this economic stuff with this look, you know, free trade and all these software engineering jobs going to other countries, and so a whole generation. You of also mentioned got- uh, regulation, a lot of because over the last couple of decades, actually, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of regulations that have been piled on businesses. It's not easy to build a company in this in this country these days. It really isn't. I mean, between Sarbanes Oxley and believe it or not, a banking bill called Dodd Frank. Uh, and I'll give you an example. How does a, a, a banking legislation bill a, a, affect business? Well, I saw my buddies, my friend's tech company get basically ruined by a conflict mineral clause that was part of Dodd-Frank. In other words, he's building these big switches, and that conflict mineral clause says something to the effect that you need to identify to the SEC as a public company every quarter how much nickel, cadmium, and precious metals you have in all of your stuff and what countries did you get them from. And by the way, they better not have come from these countries. And if they did, it better not make up more than this percentage. Between the health care, the Affordable Care Act and that, he just, I remember throwing the, all the stuff on his desk and saying, I'm done. I can't do this yeah. anymore. So it's And it's unfortunate it's because that type of demand for information can occur at all levels of government. The city of Orlando right here is is considering a rule to require buildings of a certain size to, on a regular basis, provide to the city information as to their energy usage. So there you go. So Hmm. we go back to, do they teach entrepreneurship in schools? They don't. What they teach you these days, and of course they didn't teach me to be an entrepreneur, just that was the 60s and that whole generation. We we, we were as a country, we're inspired by uh, I think Rachel agree, or maybe he won't agree. I don't think you can really teach entrepreneurship. I think you can teach people about business and the the different types of uh, business principles. I think entrepreneurship comes from within. It's a a passion. It's a burning desire to to create something. You know why most businesses, businesses are created? Probably out of necessity. No. (laughs) Why? No. Because the people don't want to work for somebody else. 
Okay. They want to be right. their own boss. Well, that's one reason. Yeah. But, and they create it. But they to be successful, a I think you have to be. I mean, that's just true what he's saying because we get a lot of people come yeah. in and say they can't find jobs. How about starting your own business? Yeah. But yeah. that's not going to work. No. Well, you true. have to have that Well, you, you want to be able to take – there are people out there that you're going to be sensitive to that say that. And they do walk into the Fashion Square Mall. Yeah. And out of the 100 people that may walk in, you you got to be sensitive to their emotions because there are those people there that really want to change the world. you got to tap into that. Uh, it's not just working for yourself because this is crazy stuff. I mean, I put my whole family's fortune at risk to build this company. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, and yeah. I don't know any. I don't know too many people that would do that. And this is where I say starting a company uh, by doing the, the way I did it is a very irrational thing to do. And that's what can be mentored. Is right. because in the '60s when JFK said we want to put a man on the moon, he inspired a, a an entire a country. Generation. Just said, why yeah. are we going to put a man on the moon? Nobody said why. They just let's just do it. Let's go and invent a spaceship. I mean, you got to. Kate Canaveral changed my son's life, or Kate Kennedy. Right. Uh, he wasn't a great college student. I brought him there a few years ago, and he came back, and he killed it. He was Dean's List, and now he's a mechanical engineer at a, at a uh, got a great job in Nashville. But that that we don't feel inspired as a nation, and that's what I mean by teaching and, and mentoring. That's what schools can help do, what makes an entrepreneur. That's what SCORE does. As a matter of fact, through its seminar series... Through its one-on-one counseling, those are the types mm-hmm. of things that we teach. It's kind of, Some of them cannot be taught. But, well, I, I think that uh, what SCORE does it so good is that we uh, can identify what the uh, what the business, or actually it's the people. The people, the people are right. going to be successful, and we can help mentor and also uh, help them learn the basics of, of running a business. Right, right. And, you, and you don't really know the other thing that I've, I've been around uh, lots of these individuals. You don't know what's going to be successful. Just because I knew how to reinvent telephony doesn't mean that I know how to make the next interesting Tootsie Roll, right? Right. Uh, and so sometimes, you know, I call them the dream killers. Uh, there can be mentors and innovators in these centers that can help kill a dream without really... But but you uh, identified a problem that people are having uh, in the telephony Oh, area. yeah, but okay. lots of people could have identified this, but All didn't. Right. All right. But, but okay. they didn't. All right. Okay, we're just about going to have to wrap it up. Once again, we're talking today with Ray Pasquale of Unified Office, and we've been talking about the tremendous advances in the telephony. Did I pronounce that right? Telephony. Telephony. All right. <laughs> Basically, the way we communicate with uh, handheld devices. We used to call them telephones, now we call them iPhones or or pads or, or whatever. Yeah. And so that industry has tra- changed dramatically. But guess what? Radio has held steady, right? Basically since it was invented. I wondered how you were going to get that in today. It's been around a long time. I started, hey, I started hey, in 1976 in radio, so it's look, been... And, and it hasn't changed much when you get right down to it. I mean, the technology of, of how they do it. Has changed, changed. but the fact that people can turn on something in their car or in their house and while they're doing other things can listen on the air, you know, to you couldn't listen on the internet when I first started in radio. Well, listen, you can do that now too. But the bottom line is, it is a form of communication that has fundamentally stayed the same. Would you agree, Ray? I do agree, and the internet has brought you the ability to scale. This show from here we are in, uh, 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 in Central Florida. Central and, Florida, and the and people in Los Angeles can be listening to you. Or it is a worldwide show. It, it is. is a worldwide show. We don't know who all is listening out there, but we do know that they are out there and that they can listen. And because it is such an effective form of communications, a lot, a lot of people have found it an effective way to get their message, their idea out. As I've said before, 
either via a show like this one right here, or you can do it via radio advertising. And there's no better place to do that than right here at the Salem Media Group of stations, four great stations, FM Signals 2, and uh, the best way to find out about how you can make radio work for you is to call Bill Files at 407-618-1760. As, as David said a little while ago, you what met him nice the other day. What a nice guy he is. The guy is a nice guy. I really uh, Everybody I really like here that. is, I, I, I tell you. You know, I came here to do a radio show and could not have done it nearly as as long as we've been doing it without the expertise and the great folks here. And so all you got to do is come in and say, hey, look, I got a business. I want to get my message out. What's the best way to do it? And they'll help you out from there. And 407-618-1760 is his number. And believe me, considering how many people that you can get your message to and the fact that you can focus your message to the audience that you want to hear it, uh, it is very reasonable in terms of the cost, and you won't find a better way to spend your advertising and marketing dollars. Unified Office, fascinating conversation with you today, Ray. Uh, I wish my mom was here. She'd have loved every minute of it, like I said. Oh. Sarah, hook me up with Andy. <laughs> All right, Ray Pasquale, unifiedoffice.com. Once again, his number is 603-812-2042. And don't forget, you can hear this show again or tell your friends and family about it around the country that they can find this show and others like it at scoreorlando.org in the archive. And there you go. All right. Yes, sir. All right. So It'll be there forever. It'll be there forever. Yeah. All right. So, Ray, once again, we'll have to do this again. It's yeah. been, as I said, fascinating. And good Enjoy luck it. to you. And uh, do uh, do you get uh, perks like to get? Uh, you, you said Domino's Pizza, and what was the other one? What was the other food restaurant that <laughs> the, you? The, uh, the fondue, the melting pot. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. let you go in there and eat free. Absolutely. And, oh, right. kind of oh boy, <laughs> a lot of perks there. Yeah. Yeah, Rich, Rich is trying to tap into these perks. Pays to be in the communications business. <laughs> <doesn't go>. <laughs> All right, that's just about going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget, you can visit SCORE here in Orlando at scoreorlando.org or give, give them a call at 407-420-4844. Like us on SCORE uh, Facebook. like us on Facebook. That's right. right. That's right. Okay, that's about going to wrap it up. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. David, good to always to see you. Oh, it's good to be here, Chris. <laughs> All right, Rich. Yeah, whatsoever. There you go, Ray. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, we'll be back next week with more of What's the Score? Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com